0: I think I just got tired of going into the gym and looking at all the equipment, finding myself doing the same thing every day. I came to realize what my body could do if I trained with purpose. And it just gave me that extra energy during the day. I just felt better about myself. And more than that, just be a better father, interacting with my kids and playing with them and doing things that we like doing together. I felt better during the day at work, had more energy. And I've told patients that, that they've seen a Position that doesn't work out or doesn't exercise, and they'll tell them not to do CrossFit or not or to rest and not do anything. And I, 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 I give them the opposite opinion that you need to keep moving and know that CrossFit can be good for
1: you. Welcome back to the Building Better People podcast. This is your host Charlie Lima. Rick Alford is a good friend of mine. He's on the podcast today. He's a surgeon and a very humble good-hearted man you're going to get so much from this interview enjoy i'm rick alford i've
0: been here in uh college station bryan for the past 26 years as a general surgeon moved here in 1990 been married to my wife tracy for 37 years um today's her birthday
1: oh wow so, great <laughs> happy birthday tracy yeah She's got her Bible study friends today, so she's fine. <laughs> um, okay, so you've been a surgeon for 26 years. I imagine that's a pretty demanding schedule. Yeah, two years prior to this, I lived in Illinois, so, you know, 26 plus. So And has working out, you know, always been a part of your life, or when did you kind of get started with exercise? When I was in junior
0: high school, I never, I, well, I didn't have a father figure, so And I didn't seek it out myself. But you know, in high school, i swim team and swam laps. And then later in high school, I had an uncle that owned a health club at Dallas-Fort Worth Airport. And he uh, let me go to work for him. And I'd open at 5 a.m. Monday through Friday. In exchange, he let me work out there in the mornings. And then I would come back after high school classes and work from 5 to 9 p.m and had a masseur there that had been in the health industry for 30 or 40 years, and he put me on an exercise program, and I was a kind of a scrawny, chubby kid, and within a couple of years, I just had amazing results. I think that youth and testosterone and and his guidance, uh, I leaned out and put on weight, and at one time, I thought maybe I was gonna try to walk onto the football team at UTA, but that was unrealistic, not having any high school experience, so, then I just came to focus on uh, getting into medical school. So what kind of workouts did this guy have you do? More just the regular, you know, gym workouts, bench press, uh, curls, shoulder presses, uh, bent over rows, lat pull-downs. In that gym, it was more of a clientele for people commuting in and out of the airport, and they were uh, just... They were not elite athletes and it was more just promoting overall health and weight loss and fitness so not extreme like uh, I think of as crossfit these days although I don't think that is that extreme so you so you were at 16
1: years old pretty much like 17, 17 16 perfect 18. time in your life to get in, introduced in, into working out yes and then you went to UTSA uh, UTA
0: in Arlington U- UTA, UTA Arlington kept working out. I did when I could. Uh, I worked a lot, put myself through college and did not seek out any loans. didn't even know it existed back then, but I had a place to live with my mother who couldn't afford to help me in other way. So I worked in, you know, 20 to 30 hours a week and went to school full time and worked as much as I could summer and holidays. And when I could, still some time over at the gym at the... Um, you know, the the university I uh, would go and, and we always, I had some friends from high school and college I'd play racquetball with occasionally, but run a little bit, I'd say a half mile to a mile here and there and I thought that was running, but but other than that, just lifting weights, racquetball.
1: So hmm. did you, lose your fitness in college or would, did you maintain it? Because it sounds like you got really into it at 17, 18 when you were working out at that club. Would you say you maintained that level of commitment or did it kind of decline a little bit? It
0: declined some because focus on my grades trying to get into medical school and working so much you know, during the week and the studies required. And so, of course, it declined. I don't think I, I, I gained weight much during the uh, college years. And then during the summer, later on, I came to work, you know, uh, at different jobs, construction jobs, pouring concrete and loading docks and freight liners. And so that was a lot of hard physical work that kept me trimmed down. And I did have hobbies. I had friends that had boats and we'd go water skiing and lake sports and things.
1: And then after college, you're now in medical school, keep working out or? I was out a year
0: between college and medical school. Just worked at the freight lines full time and hung out the lake and re-applying you know, to medical school and then once I started medical school again, it was a full-time job and certainly I put on some weight and although we had a gym there in Galveston, uh, I used it occasionally and uh, you know, we would uh, occasional run or walk on the seawall or the beach in Galveston, but certainly put on some weight in medical school as that my health just wasn't my focus and
1: then you know that probably took you to how old 27 8 years old about 28 something like well yeah it would be about yeah about 26 27. and how old are you now i'm 60. that's right we had a birthday party up here we did uh (laughs) okay so kind of give me a, a overview of rick from 27 to 60 and and kind of this health journey that you've gone through like I said in medical school it
0: was you know four years of medical school then I started my surgery residency in Phoenix Arizona for five years from 84 to 89 and and it was even worse than medical school the hours of a surgery surgery training residency so you know getting time to work out was just impossible and so I gained weight health declined. Uh, working at the VA hospital, we'd have desserts all the time and finally my last year of residency, I, uh, I, I guess around 88, 89, I just looked at myself said, I'm getting fat and I feel terrible and so I started cutting out the desserts and, and the sweets and, and trying to run in the Phoenix heat which is 110, 120 degrees and impossible almost and the time commitment. But I, I was able to lose some weight. At least get some of that weight off and and so that took me up until I finished my residency in
1: 89 and and then
0: after that I became a little more active once I finished that
1: what kind of what would you do for activity
0: mostly uh at that time initially I was in Illinois for a couple of years about a year and a half and I would uh I enjoyed uh weather permitting in that climate you know I would ride my bike go on bike rides and go to the gym and weights and Kind of walk in and do the same thing every day, and just try to do something physically
1: active. And so, what is how many? What's the heaviest that you've ever been weight-wise?
0: About uh, two twenty-five. Yeah, to and two thirty, and and that was fat. <laughs> <laughs> and when was that? That was probably during um, medical school and my residency. Mostly during my residency.
1: Yeah, because I I would consider knowing you as long as I have a leader in the medical community for fitness. You're almost like a fitness ambassador, whether you broadcast that or promote that. You just, in the way you live your life, you're in the gym every morning at five o'clock in the morning. Um, You've, you know, ran several marathons, half marathons. Uh, I saw that with your son, you did a tough mutter this past weekend. Right. So you're definitely living the healthy lifestyle a uh, great example to other doctors um, and what you're telling me is it's really easy in residency in medical school and in, in the busyness of that to kind of lose sight of health and so when did this transition occur for you well
0: i think during my residency realizing that that uh, i'd put on too much weight uh that that occurred to me, and I never wanted to put that weight back on again. Um, and then I think too, somewhere along the way, I I thought of myself as uh, what was the word, husky, and but I was just a little overweight, really. Uh, and I don't think I really had the right fitness focus, even with my medical school training and all. Uh, didn't really focus, had the right focus on that until. Um, I I think when I attended one of your boot camps, I think I just got tired of going into the gym and looking at all the equipment, finding myself doing the same thing every day, uh, same dilemma. What do I do today without a plan or purpose? And and then I heard about this boot camp, I think that was in two thousand eight. Yeah. Two thousand and eight, yep. And that Maybe was it's
1: seven actually. It was two thousand seven. Two thousand and seven Jamie had kind of yeah, led Jamie. that. That's right. Yeah. And then uh, a couple other trainers, Mary Perry was one of the trainers. That's right. That's right.
0: And so uh, I went into the, uh, we started the boot camp, and I really loved that. It was outside and and just varied exercises every day, a lot of body weight things. And I enjoyed getting out of the gym and doing that. And we did that for about six weeks, I think. And uh, I really really felt good about doing that. And I had some people there uh, that participated and, we decided after that that we didn't want to quit so for about two or three years after that we met three or four days a week at different places around town and did similar type things and during that time it evolved into uh, let's train for a half marathon and so we did that as a group and after doing a lot of half marathons over a couple of years. We decided let's do a marathon, and then it kind of evolved into that where I did the marathons about nine of them over a couple of years. And so nine marathons in nine years. Well, a couple of years. I think I'd done about I don't know how many half marathons. I've got stacks of T-shirts I could go back and <laughs> count in my
1: closet. But... And then you said back when you were in you know college, you could bar- you would barely do a, a half mile, right. a mile. So, you know, you're living proof that basically your body will perform if you train it. Um, You ran nine marathons or or plus because you said a couple in there, half marathons too. So uh, endurance athlete, what did you learn from that? I mean, what did you love about it? Tell us about training for marathons and half marathons. Well, first of all, I just love being
0: outside and, and out of the gym and training for that and Uh, like you said I I came to realize what my body could do if I trained with purpose and a plan and and then I like being around the people Uh, and it just gave me that extra energy during the day and I just felt better about myself being leaner and not carrying that extra weight I found that I could do things that I couldn't do before and could do them with greater ease and and more than that just be a better uh, father, interacting with my kids and playing with them and doing things that we like doing together. I felt better
1: during the day at work, had more energy. So you've been, I, mean, and I remember times that you'd come to the CrossFit gym to work out and literally you ran here, which was I did. two and a half miles. <laughs> About two and a half to and, three miles. And then uh, depending on the workout, you run home and then sometimes you catch a ride. I had plenty of offers from my
0: CrossFit family to give me a ride home. And occasionally I took them up on it on a on a, on a
1: tough day. But usually I mustered the energy to run home. Okay, so that to me, you know, so I, I, I'm kind of a, a health nut myself. So obviously I get it, you know. But at, at the same time, there's a lot of people that don't understand the type of mindset that, you know, to wake up, not, not just do this at noon or at the four o'clock. It's like you wake up. Four o'clock, three o'clock, five, four thirty in the morning, run to the gym, do a workout, a CrossFit workout, and then run home. So tell me a little bit about you know what drives you, what motivates you, what inspires you to do that. I just it was my time in the morning with my
0: work. I think during the day, a lot of things happen day and evening that keeps me away from the gym and my home and that time in the morning is kind of my time that if I get up before anybody else is up at 4:30 or 4 and run to the gym and work out and run home when I can you know a few days a week that I just feel better about myself and I think also those days I was doing that it probably wasn't the brightest thing to do but I was in transition between half marathons marathons now bridging over to Doing the CrossFit thing and kind of fading out of so much running because I was just kind of becoming tired of that. But I was uh, still want I still enjoyed running enough at that time to do something
1: crazy like that. No, and I think okay, so I think there's you're describing a great uh, transition that some people make when they're going from a running or endurance background into a CrossFit type training, and I think a lot of listeners can relate to that. I also think there's a transition that people make from going from like the typical uh, workout in the gym that you described you did in high school, which is probably a lot of uh, chest and back, buys and tries, legs and shoulders type of workout, to Correct. a CrossFit workout. So I, I think uh, the transition of endurance to CrossFitter. Tell me right now the 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 pros and cons to each style of training, because it sounds like you've done exclusive endurance training before. Right and you've done exclusive CrossFit training, what I would consider what you're doing now, um, doesn't mean that you don't run, but you know you can probably go out and run 10 miles right now, but you're just not in that endurance training mode. So uh, in your opinion, your experience, you, the way you your body has responded to each of those training methods, what are some pros and cons of each? Well, I think doing the endurance things, the running, I, I felt really
0: good being lean my wife Tracy tells me that I got too thin you know getting down to 185 pounds and she just didn't think I was healthy and she didn't like the way I looked and said my back was scrawny and (laughs) so (laughs) so and 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 I think there was a time that I after doing that for about oh eight to ten years I just became tired of all the running and like Forrest Gump said, I just had enough. <laughs> and so I think it was that transition time that I was running to CrossFit two or three days a week and running home and doing CrossFit. And now, um, now that I'm doing more CrossFit and not so much endurance, uh, I feel better about the weight where I am. And, uh, and my actually, my knees don't bother me as much now as they started to bother me when I was... You know, endurance training, high-impact running. I'd had some old water ski and whiteboard injuries on my knees and knee surgeries on both, and it was just starting to bother me, and I thought at my age I need to get away from that.
1: So you're so currently, what's been your kind of uh, – give us your per, your workout routine, like what time of day you work out, you're doing CrossFit, um, you know, how, how's your body responded, any significant improvements in the gym – uh, you're doing the Open, you know, give me kind of an update as to where your fitness is right now. I think that that
0: uh, my fitness is good. At my age of 60, I don't expect to be an elite athlete and keep up with the 20 and 30-year-olds and the people that are joining the box uh, coming out of collegiate level uh, participation athletics. So. I'm okay with scaling the workouts for my age or my ability or mobility or my ability or mobility. Uh, but I, I do consider myself to be in good fitness condition. Uh, I don't think I could go out and run 10 miles right now. <laughs> I don't think I would want to, but I certainly have the energy to do a 5 or 10K obstacle course with my son. I'd probably do, be better if I had a little more endurance training doing a 10K. But it is nice to know that I can go out and do those things. For instance, we're going to the lake this weekend. And I can still wakeboard and slalom ski, and it doesn't wear me out. And I don't have any pains. I uh, come into the gym some, or the box sometimes, and I see the workout, and I say, "Oh, it has this workout that I have mobility problems, and I don't want to do." But I find that if I just come in and do it, and often scale or modify it, I'm able to finish, and I still feel good about the work out and it's the family too we all encourage each other and and i find that we not all looking at the individual things that we can do we more focus on that ourselves looking at ourselves and beat ourselves up about that but people around us in the crossfit family don't beat us beat each other up about that
1: yeah it's a support group it's a support group and i think from just to emphasize that from back in two thousand six, seven time when you talked about the boot camp and the support group, and you guys continuing to work out for two to three years, sounds to me like that's been a huge uh, reason for you to stay with it. Is it is the, the people. And so, um, what do you enjoy about that? What do you? What do you? What motivates you from that? Or how? how is does that ca- accountability and friendships and fellowship, uh, community? helped with you sticking with working out now for like 10 years plus, you know? Well, that's a big part. I think that's one reason I didn't like going to the
0: typical gym aside from just trying to decide what I was going to do every day. Also, you know, you'd say hi to people, but you didn't really know them here in the box with our CrossFit family. We know each other and we'll do things outside of the fitness arena and we'll have social times we have some people we go up their house and work out on Sundays and 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 if we have uh if each of us any of us have problems that are issues or needs outside the fitness arena we call on each other and we're not afraid to ask it's a really good family it's
1: a great community yeah. and so um next thing i want to highlight is you're talking about doing crossfit at 60 years old um so you you're a doctor you've been to medical school you know you're a surgeon um kind of putting you on the spot but tell right. me right now at your level of knowledge of crossfit and the benefits you've received um there's people that are afraid of doing crossfit because they think they're going to get hurt um, and that's huge right now. If we talk about it in the in the context of you know what prevents people from even walking into the gym, how how can you speak on that? Um, just not not only as a doctor, but as just a sixty year old man who's been who does CrossFit nearly six days a week. Well,
0: that's a big discussion. I think I think that we hear that all the time about. Maybe a, a doctor tells a patient not to do CrossFit because they're going to get injured. Or maybe a doctor tells a patient to, to not work out because something's bothering them and to rest that. And I find just the opposite, that if I wake up and I my back's bothering me, my hip or my knee, I find that if I just come in and work out and do something, now I might have to scale or change a movement that day because of something. I just feel better. To keep moving, and and I've told patients that that they've seen a physician that doesn't work out or doesn't exercise, and they'll tell them not to do CrossFit or not or to rest and not do anything. And I, I I I give them the opposite opinion that you need to keep moving and know that CrossFit can be good for you. You just have to use your brain, and and I think that's one thing good about your outfit, Charlie, that you've surrounded yourself with uh, people that 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 care about people and it's not all about just in your face and yelling at you to do something They care about your well-being and your health and they're not and they're willing to scale and i like it when they almost all of them say leave your ego at the door and if you can't do that heavy weight or you can't do that movement we'll find something you can do
1: yeah having that having that coach that kind yeah. of reminds you of the purpose and and you know wants you walking out of here feeling good right. is always helpful um, so we, you mentioned this past weekend, or I saw on Facebook, I mentioned it first, and you mentioned how long was the Tough mutter with your son? Well, actually, it was uh, Warrior Dash. War. It was a 5K okay. off school. And so I thought it was so cool he posted on Facebook about just how – uh, awesome it, his dad is you for you know driving up there it was rainy it was like a gross weather day so you got filthy uh but more importantly you guys ran a 5k with however many obstacles and and to me that's really what um some of the the true benefits of exercise are is you got to enjoy that with your son you guys get to work out he comes in town you guys you bring him to the gym on Saturdays um, so tell me a little bit about like those how that how those benefits that you know we can't necessarily say it's not like a PR or it's not weight loss related right. which everybody thinks that's why we should work out this is more of like man you're building memories you're making an impact on your son you're a huge influence so so speak on that a little bit
0: I think that you know, you are kind of, you are what you do every day. You are what you think every day. You are how you interact with people every day. So, you know, if you develop a healthy habit, like coming to a CrossFit every morning, and if you have a healthy habit of choosing the right foods, then the rest of it's just gonna take care of itself. That, that, uh, see, you know, like I was able to go, I'm able to go snow skiing with my boys or take my, we went, in January snowskin the my three sons and myself, and they're all in their twenties and Wade's in, he's 31. And we were able to go snowskin and I was able to hang out with them and keep up with them and had a grand time. And then you mentioned, the, you know, the warrior dash. And then my Wade, my older son got married in November. And I, we had a little obstacle run, the thunder dash in the hill country, another 5k that we did. It's kind of a bachelor's party. And, and, uh, Wade, my older son, he, told me he said he said we just had trouble keeping up with you so <laughs> it's kind of nice uh, and, and wade he he uh i talked i taught him into the crossfit and he lives in kyle outside of austin and he joined a crossfit box there and has been doing that for a few years and he's lost about 20 pounds and feels better and we communicate and talk about prs and the open and how sore we are how we feel and so it, and then when we're at the lake house we have a lake house in austin when we're there we'll we'll get up saturday morning or during the week if we're there during the week and go do a workout together at five or six in the morning
1: yeah that's awesome it's mm-hmm. just created a whole nother level of relationship you know i yes. think that's really really special um so the title of the podcast building better people You know we put that all over the place here at the gym we put on the t-shirts on the walls Um, basically it's what drives us motivates us you sharing your story right now telling me about this uh, you know the experiences with your sons motivates me to go train more people and get more people in the gym because that's what i want to for other people to experience so give me a little insight as to how you working out living a healthy lifestyle has made you a better version of you well, in addition to doing all those things
0: that we talked about, being able to do those with my kids, I think as a physician, I see a lot of patients uh, that deal with medical problems as a result of obesity. You know, high blood pressure, sleep apnea, reflux, diabetes, and the consequences of those things: stroke and heart attacks, and you know, limb loss. That, uh, and then we also have a weight loss program for the past fifteen years, where we deal with people that are morbidly obese, more than hundred pounds overweight. And, and I work with those people and, and I talk with, I share with them some of the things I learned in medical school, but a lot of things I learned here as part of the CrossFit community about how important diet is in nutrition. I hate the word diet, by the way. I never use that word. I can't believe I said it. <laughs> Cause I, I like, even when I talk to my patients, I talk to them about eating habits, food selections. Cause I think a diet is a temporary, uh, fad thing that's that just going to go away after a while it's 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 uh, painful Food selections and food choices is a lifestyle for the rest of your life And so that's what I talk to them about being most important and then as they go through their weight loss journeys I talk to them about uh, Some activity level and again, I avoid the word exercise because I think exercise like diet has this you know this uh, facade of pain and torture and I think of Activity levels that you enjoy whether it be CrossFit or cycling elliptical outdoor bicycle swimming something that you enjoy That you can sustain on a day-to-day basis and come to enjoy that It's not painful that you're gonna have better results and a better lifestyle and I, I always you know I hated the situation where a patient would come to a doctor that doesn't work out and is overweight and and he's given them advice about nutrition and, and activity and, and lifestyle changes to lower their cholesterol and help their high blood pressure and help their reflux and their sleep apnea and diabetes but yet is apparent from looking at that physician, he doesn't follow that same advice it's hard to take that advice from somebody like that. Uh, on the other hand if, if you live that life i think it's easier to accept that if as long as i deliver it in a, some subtle way <laughs> of course it <laughs> yeah. sounds
1: like this has directly uh, benefited your career and your drive and your and what you do for a living too and this kind of overflows into that you know and i think for a lot of people it probably does overflow into every area of their of their life so you're talking about nutrition a little bit or uh you know what have you found I would ask this way. What do you wish you knew 10 years ago that you know today about nutrition?
0: I was—I had a conversation on my way over here. Okay, I dropped off my vehicle to have it cleaned. It's filthy. And I met uh, the person that details the vehicle. His son was a lineman for SMU and I, I talked to him for a bit. He talked about trying to put on weight in college and being 380 pounds on the line. And as I talked to him, this guy is slim and trim. And, and he told me that he purposely slim, trimmed down, cut out all the fats and, and more, ate more lean uh, protein and meats and cut out the, you know, the Cokes and the carbonated beverages. And, and, and that's kind of what I learned at a later point in life. I was so impressed that at his age and he's, mid to later 20s. And that's what I'm hearing from my coaches in the box in the mid to later 20s, because I don't think they really taught that in medical school or in surgery residency. Maybe they would in a medical, but it was more like just eating right in medical school. They really didn't talk about how. I think here at the box and and through my journey, I've learned some of that. I wish I would have had that mindset focus in my 20s
1: hmm <laughs> so true and so um, now you're 60 and right. turn 60 this year correct do you have any goals for this year do you have any goals in the next you know coming years what do you, do you have any fitness goals that you can think of that you've thought about I have goals my goal
0: is to uh, I'd still like to do a muscle-up, a bar muscle-up. I haven't mastered that yet. I think I'm close. I still cannot do a handstand push-up. I would like to do that. My goal was try to master those before I turned 60. Obviously, I haven't. And I've been coming here some time, and I just have some mobility issues I need to work through. But whether that's obtainable at my age, I don't know. But I do have a goal
1: of that. That's awesome. Yeah. So uh, for you, you know, in your life experience, and I think there's a lot of people that can relate, you know, some people that um, have kind of uh, let their fitness go that are, you know, maybe they're 60, maybe they kind of have uh, grown children in their 20s and, and early 30s like yourself, and, and they just don't feel like, you know, the gym is, is attainable for them. They feel like, man, I'm so far gone, or this is just, there's no hope. What can you speak to that person today? I would say that first
0: of all just try something body weight exercises pretty online things when I have this discussion with patients or friends I'll talk to them about just coming up and trying a community workout on Saturday and and just getting a getting a feel of the the people here and the type of uh, workouts that can be done and remind them if they're ever uncomfortable they can scale or you know, we all started out with a barbell or our body weight things and just to get moving. And then the other option is, you know, personal training. And I see those people uh, over on the other side of the box that are benefiting from that. And I also see those people that move from there back over to CrossFit. I've even had a patient, a bariatric patient mm-hmm. I know is working with you and... And she's had great results, you know, along with her bariatric surgery and and then having nutritional the focus that's been uh, reinforced here at this box and the add to that the activity level, she just has had tremendous results. So A lot of it is just coming in and showing up.
1: Thank you for tuning in today. Don't forget to subscribe to the Building Better People podcast where you will hear more stories of has it really impacted by-